the Powerful Nonsense Podcast. Learn everything you need to know to make a living outside the 9-to-5 grind and crush it at life. You'll learn from inspirational guests and in-depth discussions. Go from employee to entrepreneur and start creating a life you love and still pay the bills. So here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Let's get on with the show! This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status in recognition for their commitment to social entrepreneurship. Hello, powerful nonsenseers! Welcome back. We are back after two weeks of YouTubing, officially. Are we officially YouTubers now? I don't know. If you upload something to YouTube, does that make you a YouTuber? I guess so. (laughs) Sounds like a really deep live question. It's really not deep at all. If a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to witness it, does it make a sound? If you post a video on YouTube, does that make you a YouTuber? Probably uh, not. <laughs> but we're on YouTube now, just to remind those listening on the podcast, if they haven't listened to the last few episodes, we're on YouTube now. So if you want to listen and see our pretty faces at the same time. And our amazing studio setup going on. Right. Right, and we've got rid of the, the shittier background and replaced it with a not-quite-so-shitty background. <laughs> Soon enough, it's a, it's a slow progression. Yeah, right. We'll be, we'll be green-screening before you know it. <laughs> Floating us around, the space and stuff behind us. <laughs> um, but yes, thanks to those that have subscribed already. We do appreciate it. Also, you'll notice that we are kitted out, both double-branded, yeah. with our Powerful Nonsense t-shirts. Gem in white, me in black. Which one do you prefer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can get those off the website as well if you do want one we'd love you to buy some that'd be great powerfulnonsense.com slash gear mm-hmm. and we'll put a link in the video somewhere for those on YouTube just so you can click and go um, but today we're talking about work ethic which sounds really important it, it does it sounds like you're about to go into detention like we need to discuss work ethic yeah with you <laughs> um but the, the main reason that this was something that came up is because uh, we were talking the other day, hustle's become a bit of a buzzword. Yeah. Well, it's kind of it's kind of peaked and then everybody's going, oh, this hustle thing is... Before it was like a badge of honour, now people are saying like, oh, hustling's dumb because it means you're probably not sleeping and whatever else. <laughs> <laughs> is that how the conversation goes? Basically. Yeah, right. So, but no, I think even if you look on like um, Instagram at the moment, Instagram's still kind of keeping the whole hustle, hustle word going. Yeah. I think obviously Gary V kicked it off and mm-hmm. now everybody kind of like wears it as a badge of honour to say, mm-hmm. look how hard I'm working and all you guys going to sleep and whatever else. It's just, yeah, it's interesting and that's why we're going to discuss it. Mm-hmm. I, I want to talk sleep actually. Okay. A little bit. Just with the whole hustle thing. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, just because you don't sleep as much as everybody else does not mean you're a hard worker. The thing is, as well, right. pe- the people who say, "Oh, only um, like give up sleep or like work hard on your hustle or whatever they say," usually what actually is happening is actually they're going to bed a lot earlier than everybody else. So they're like, "Yeah, I'm waking up at four a.m." But they're <laughs> right. actually they're actually going to bed at like nine. nine. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then he's kind of like, "Oh, so you are getting your seven or eight hours? So actually, uh-huh. you're not doing anything different. It's just that you go to bed earlier." Yeah. So I mean, I get up at usually around eight, half eight in the morning, but yeah. I don't go to bed till like twelve, half twelve. Yeah, because I'm a night owl. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, that's usually what's quite interesting about sleeping. And usually the other people who are saying, yeah, I'm only sleeping four hours, they end up like burning out or getting some mm-hmm. sort of like chronic fatigue and mm-hmm. having to go to the doctors for like three months just to get mm-hmm. their hormones back in order. So uh, yeah, so basically don't don't sacrifice your sleep. Yes, that should not be the first that thing should, you think you're going to yeah, cut out. No. <laughs> that should be like your last resort. I think like, if anything, the sleep should be your priority. Do you want to actually have energy? Right. You want to be somebody who's working hard consistently. Your brain needs to be functioning well, so... Actually, mm-hmm. if anything, the first place to start is probably get your sleep in order and make sure it's... Because you even say the same sometimes that you struggled with sleep yeah. and it's about getting it back on course and then mm-hmm. suddenly you feel like you've got that consistent energy. You know when to wake up. You wake mm-hmm. up at the same time each day and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good starting point. And there is a there is a TED Talk. We'll see if we can link, it, link up a TED Talk about sleep which really changed my view mm-hmm. on sleep. So check that out as well. Anyway, this episode is not about sleep. It's about work ethic. Yes, um, and um, let's talk discipline first of all, because I think discipline is a good place to start. Yeah, um, it's really tough, I think, because I was actually saying to to you earlier about because um, I work at weekends. Yeah, I work at weekends, and so I don't have day off at the traditional weekend. Ah, right. uh, Paul Wayne. That's, that's fine because I have I have a couple of days off in the middle of the week, right? True, but that comes with its own problems. Like people are always pinging you Wednesday, pinging me Wednesdays, Thursdays, which are generally my days off because yeah. everybody's working, and so then I feel guilty because I'm like ignoring my emails, but then I want to have my day off so that I can recharge, and then I'm like, right, it's weekend, it's work time, and then I'm sat. At home, doing work, listening to my housemates, like, chilling out, watching TV, and I'm there, like, with major FOMO. <laughs> Do you know what FOMO is, Gem? I'm down with the kids, see? Fear of missing out. Yes, damn right. <laughs> damn right it is. Uh, so I'm having major FOMO on a Saturday, Sunday, like, I want my weekend. And so then, sometimes, when my willpower is really not great, mm-hmm. I'm like, Do you know what? I'm going to do some work tonight. Yeah. When everybody's chilled out a little bit. Um, and so then, I actually end up doing less work than I would do normally. Yeah. My discipline sucks, guys. That's basically what he's saying. My discipline sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think um, discipline's an interesting one because I do think that in terms of like work ethic, I think discipline kind of implies that you're doing something that you don't particularly want to do. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. you're going to go on a diet, so it's actually, you don't want to follow that whatever nutrition advice, eat the greens, whatever else. That requires discipline. And then the other side of it is that people say, well, actually, if you're doing something you quite enjoy, then usually discipline is not the thing you actually need because actually it's like we people might say oh you guys have discipline to put out a podcast every mm-hmm. week and yes that does require a certain level of discipline but on the same side of it is actually we enjoy it so it actually comes a lot easier and actually the discipline is not the main thing we think about it's more about actually let's let's have the time let's think of the content that's the hard mm-hmm. part and then that's where we probably need discipline in those areas mm-hmm. is okay let's make sure that we have structures and systems in place to make sure that we know what we want to talk about that we we've put a time in a diary to meet up and stuff like that Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I i mean, to be honest, the thing that, and I've always said this, the thing that kind of really makes me disciplined is I, I'm one of those people, and this is the thing as well, like, it's different for everyone. Like, you can't try and have the same work ethic as someone else um, in terms of, like, discipline and how many hours you put in, and I don't think you should try to either because no. that way failure lies. Um uh, but the thing for me that always works is if you give me a deadline, it gets done. If you give me some, oh, well, get that done as soon as you can, it's like, well, that's not 
that's not going to get done. I need something strict and get that done by this date because uh, I work well under pressure. Yeah, and I think that's a good point because I think discipline comes from multiple angles. Sometimes it is the fact that you have a deadline. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's the fact that you know you've got to earn a certain amount of money to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just that actually you feel like you have a responsibility to other people. You feel Mm -hmm. like you actually, like with the podcast, we want to put out good content for people. And so we feel like actually, well, maybe we know we've got listeners and we want to serve you guys. So that makes us, it kind of wipes out the need for discipline because we stop thinking about ourselves and what we yeah. need to do and how we need to structure our day and we say well actually we want to put out content for guys guys and girls out there who want to listen and so mm-hmm. it may, it kind of wipes out really yeah that's very true i hadn't thought about i mean how long we've been doing this now two two years mm-hmm. and we started off like on an irregular schedule but then yeah. probably about three or four months in we were like right let's get let's get this solid mm-hmm. and we've been putting out episodes every week yeah since then so for about a year and a half mm-hmm I mean, that's, and that's not, and I've never really woken up being like, oh, it's going to take so much willpower to get this episode done today. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we have our moments where it's like, oh, I'm so drained, but we've always got the episode done. Yeah. And I think that comes from doing something that you enjoy, something that you're passionate about. And again, that accountability of you guys are expecting us to put an episode out every Friday. Yeah. So by hook or by crook, an episode's going out every Friday. There have been times where it's been a little bit more difficult, uh, particularly earlier on. Um, I remember that one Christmas I was doing the Christmas show. I had no time, and you had to interview some people without me. They yeah. Were, they weren't as good episodes. <laughs> it's fine. The product, the product suffered. I appreciate it. Yeah, but that's what I think is really true. <laughs> I'm going to move on anyway. <laughs> but that's why I think it's important to know where, because work ethic ultimately comes from a motivation. It comes yeah. from knowing what drives you. And I think we've we've spoke to so many different people and each person, like you say, you can't copy somebody else's drive because they're pulling their own story into the reasons why they have that drive. Right. And I think it's actually how you find what is the story that drives you. And it might be that... Um, it could be from failure in the past. It could be that a, a, an issue's occurred that now gives you that motivation to go and change something. It could be that actually you really do value your freedom and that's why you want to start your own business. You want to have more time to be at home with your family mm. or whatever else it might be. And I think, yeah, when it comes to work ethic, I think when you when you seriously know, I guess it goes back to that whole Simon Sinek in a way. It's like mm. once you know your why behind it, actually work ethic is something that comes quite simple, like simply to you. It's like, again, if we go back to the podcast, it's, we enjoy this and we think, wow, if we can make this into a full-time gig that actually yeah. pays our bills mm. and we enjoy doing it, like, isn't that something that's amazing? And right, I think exactly, yeah. for us, that vision, that possibility that this could occur, makes us want to carry on doing this. And I think mm-hmm. that's what people really need to connect with. It's not just do it for the sake of it to say, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur, or I run a podcast or whatever else. It's like, like, like David's episode, it's kind of like have in mind what is your end game and usually that's the thing that kind of gives you that motivation. Yeah, definitely. And I also think like in this, in the same way, think about when you've been in a job that you absolutely hated. I bet your work ethic wasn't that great. No. Well, um, you you kind of like turn up and do minimum, don't you? Yeah, right. And, and um, <clears throat> like n- recognizing that that your work ethic decreases when you don't enjoy what you're doing. I mean, think of school. Like I hated maths. I hated maths. Maths homework would always be the last bit I did and I'd rush through it and I didn't actually care whether or not I got good grades because I was just like, I just want to get this done. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always the same with essays. Um, but you give me a performance assessment that I had to do at uni, it'd be like, I'd put a shit ton of hours into that because it was what I enjoyed, whereas writing shit down 
Mm. And I think as well, like if you're trying to pursue something that you're passionate about or you want it to be your career, you want it to pay your bills, then ultimately it's, it's up to you to be a professional about that. Like if we want to say that we're podcasters, we need to be professional, which means we produce content, we put it out on time, we try to make it as high quality as we can make it. And I think that's a key ingredient too. Like if you want people to perceive you to do the thing that you want to maybe get paid for in the future, mm. then you need to be strictly professional about it. I know That's with you, true. Wayne, like you say, well, obviously you've got to do your vocal warm ups, you've got to do your exercise, you've got to kind of practice lines, you've got to put out monologues. Same for me with video content. I've got to make sure that I'm up to date on all the latest cameras. I've got to look at what's currently in the trends of video content. What mm-hmm. kind of marketing are people using? And it's one of those things that you don't just say, "Oh, I do it." You actually have to prove that. What makes you that kind of expert? Why right. you? What? How? Why am I going to go to you? Are you a professional in what you do? And I think people respect that and they see that in you, and then they're willing to pay you because they know that okay, this isn't just any old guy who's doing a podcast or doing making video content or being an actor. It's actually you take your craft seriously, and I think that's yeah. what people value. Yeah, and I think you, people can see the difference between somebody that's actually doing it as a hobby versus somebody that's actually doing it because they are a professional uh-huh. um, and I think that hobby area is quite a dangerous one as well because I think especially when you're starting out it kind of feels like a hobby because yeah. it's one of those things that you're enjoying it mm-hmm. and now you want it to kind of be your career and you're like I think for a lot of people it's hard to put those two things together to yeah. actually feel like you're enjoying something and then think wow could this actually be my career mm-hmm. and so initially I think a lot of people treat it as a hobby which is why they're a bit wishy-washy with how they act Yeah, and then I think it's it's that idea of if you want to take it to the next level and you want people to start paying you for it then I think you have to kind of get out of that hobby level and you've got to start treating it. It is like the idea of set up your website, get a good looking logo or maybe uh, make sure that you're, I don't know, you've just got to come across that you mm. are taking this seriously, whether that means you, you have your invoices look nice. It means uh-huh. that. But, but even then, I think that stuff's a lot of the fun bit. Mm-hmm. Like the real test of whether or not you're willing to turn your hobby into a business is whether you can do the shit stuff, the stuff that does take the discipline, the stuff where you are sitting there going... I wish I didn't have to do that. And if you have enough money to outsource it, outsource it, because that's ultimately going to be better for you. But Mm -hmm. particularly if you're starting out, the likelihood is you can't outsource it. You don't have the money to outsource it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, then the the real test of whether or not your work ethic is there and you're passionate enough Mm -hmm. uh, that that your work ethic will come is when you realise that actually you don't... Like, uh, there's photographers, for example, like, they probably spend about 5% of their time actually taking photos mm-hmm. and the rest of it is marketing budgets uh money management all that well sort it's of certainly thing. something that we've done on the podcast yeah. like we've had to now we we used to just be like oh it's production days every single week and we're going to make episodes and we're going to write blog posts and then it's like since we we thought about it, it was like well how do we make this into a business if we don't actually sit down and talk about the stuff that's important like making money or <laughs> reaching out to actual people who might sponsor the show or might pay us to do a talk and i think that's the bits that people, that's the main bit that people tend to leave out. And obviously yeah. that's the bit that actually is your cash flow and actually mm-hmm. makes you have an actual a business ultimately. So we need to thank our sponsor, the University of Northampton. These guys have been great to us and great to you because them sponsoring us means we can continue doing this, right? Yep. Right? So uh, the University of Northampton... Uh, specialise in social enterprise. 
So they're all about degrees, obviously, because that's what unions do. But they're also very, very interested in getting their graduates to set up businesses, particularly in the social enterprise space, which is all about business doing social good. So if you're thinking, yeah, I want a degree, but I also want to set up my own business, then I highly recommend, we highly recommend, as alumni, that you check them out. So head over to northampton.ac.uk. All the information is there. And we'd like to thank them very much for their support of the show. So we have a giveaway for you. Another giveaway. Another giveaway. Just throwing stuff away, aren't we? We're just... (laughs) It just keeps coming. It's like Christmas come early. (laughs) (laughs) It's Christmas every week. I'm powerful nonsense. Um, Yeah, so we are giving away this book. By Junior Junior Ogun, thank you. I can't see, can't see the monitor. Uh, Junior Ogun who is a regular guest on the show. He's been on five episodes. Five episodes of Powerful Nonsense. Two two parters, so kind of cheating a little bit. But five episodes anyway. So this book, if you haven't checked out the episodes, this book, this book. Um, if you haven't checked out the episodes, the Ultimate Nine to Five Escape Plan Parts One and Two is all about how you can escape your nine to five if you want to. So if you, you need to. if you are a young fed up professional, which is the title, mm-hmm. and you're thinking about getting out of your job, but actually that's a good, good interesting point you said there is the idea that actually if you're enjoying your job, you might not want to. Might not want to. And, and it might not be good for you to either. And he explains where, how to figure that out, which is really useful. Mm-hmm. And also I like how he breaks down all the different animals and how yeah. if you've got a lot of responsibility, how do you escape or what, just different kind of business plans to kind of get out of the mm-hmm. nine to five if that's something that you want. It's a very, very clever concept. And it's a quick read too. It is a quick read. It's look, it's not that it's not that thick. Look, see, nice quick read. And we're giving it away for free. Free. F R E E. The best four letters of the alphabet. Well, three, because E's twice. Anyway. <laughs> um, so if you want to potentially get your free copy, head on over to powerfulnonsense.com forward slash book. We'll also put a link in the video. Uh, enter your email address. You might have to answer a very easy question. Just to make sure that you're actually a human being. And yeah. so a really easy question. Enter your email address. You'll be entered. And big important point. To make this as best for you as possible. If you share the competition with people, you'll get extra entries. So more, you'll more increase your to chances win. to win. Wow. So Amazing. I mean, just share <laughs> it and you might win more. Prizes. Not more. Not more. You're more likely to win. That's what I meant. Anyway. So head on over to powerfulnonsense.com forward slash book. And you can get a free copy of this, hopefully, if you win. So welcome back. Welcome back. I mean, we didn't really go anywhere because you just watched us talk about other things. But welcome back. Uh, (laughs) We're talking about work ethic. We are. If you've just jumped in and skipped about halfway through. Which is unlikely. Which is unlikely, but if you have, we're talking work (laughs) ethic. Um, And we're talking about discipline and things. And I want to talk a little bit about work-life balance. Yeah. Um, and about um, the making sure, because I I have gone on record to say that I have experienced burnout, which for a while you were like bullshit, and then we did an episode <laughs> about burnout, and then you realised that actually it probably but then then I googled it and figured out that this actually <laughs> it was exists, a real thing, and people like <laughs> die from it, and like oh shit, I should probably take it a bit seriously. <laughs> but I have I have gone through burnout, and um, it really does affect your work ethic. Mm-hmm. quite a lot because I used to be a workaholic yeah um, and that's a good point actually because I know um, people talk about like workaholism mm-hmm. that's the word right <laughs> well if you're al- alcohol 
alcoholic yeah he's alcoholism so yeah workaholism i suppose is right yeah Yeah, and philip mckernan talks about this he sort of says that people who are like workaholics are often avoiding other aspects of their lives as well Mm. so a lot of the time it's quite easy for entrepreneurs to get really sort of stuck in this mindset of work all the time do like work on my business only my business my only way to be successful and then they kind of neglect every other aspect of their life whether that's their health relationships with people like just actually going out some people become quite reclusive and actually uh-huh. get agro- agoraphobic or kind of put themselves out of reality in a way and i think yeah. it's a really dangerous place to be and it's why you get burnout because you don't take those times out of the day to mm-hmm. actually just chill. which was exactly what i was doing mm-hmm. when i went through burnout so i'm now a very big advocate of making sure you have plenty of chill time mm-hmm. um and i think some people miss that and i think this is where the hustle mentality thing is really starting to bug people because I think the people that know better <laughs> are going, well, yeah, but you've got to have... I mean, even Gary V. Mm-hmm. In fact, Gary Vaynerchuk is actually probably brilliant at chill time because yeah. he goes on record and says, when I'm checked out, yeah. I am checked the fuck out. Yeah. Like, Monday to Friday, he is, like, 24-7, like, not non... Well, not Monday to Friday if it's 24-7, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's non-stop. But then when it's family time, like apparently nobody can get in contact with him yeah and i think that's the point that i think with those sort of people that you see online it is the idea that people love sharing the parts it's like when you do a snapchat you want to show the bits where you're actively doing something i think a lot uh-huh. of the time we don't see what we see as the successful people we don't see them having that relaxed downtime and uh-huh. i think it's not it's not kind of like motivational for people to watch oh you're hanging out with your family or you're just i don't know you're just taking a day off go cinema or whatever else mm-hmm. and so i think we don't see it and so we don't think it occurs in those people but actually it does mm-hmm. and actually they're probably the ones that actually are so militant with the way that they schedule in that time with family uh-huh. or if you look a lot of them have like nutritionists or they have right. people who are kind of like like you say outsourcing aspects of their life so that they can actually be at that energy level when they are focused mm-hmm. so basically what i'm saying is don't ever feel guilty if you are taking a couple of days out a week because you're supposed to take a couple of days out a week. It's necessary. <laughs> it's normal. And I think it is in those downtimes where you have that new idea for your business. I mm. think when you aren't thinking about it, it usually creeps in and says, oh, wow, you've been so busy. I've been kind of thinking about this idea and it will just pop up. And uh-huh. I think, yeah, you've got to have that that space that you kind of allow these ideas to kind of crop mm-hmm. up. And it's knowing like where your limits are. I was actually listening to a great podcast from a friend of mine Michael Bott, who is an actor, and he does a podcast called Actors Notes, but his wife is also a, uh, she's an ex-actress, or like, well, she dips in anyway, but she's also a personal development coach, and they're actually doing an episode about um, introverts and extroverts. Mm -hmm. Now, I thought I understood what an introvert and extrovert was, right? Because when you think introvert, extrovert, you think outgoing or shy, and they're actually two very different things. And what she was saying was that actually... An extrovert is somebody that gets energised by being around people and being the life and soul of the party. Mm-hmm. Whereas an introvert is somebody that gets drained from... And, like, they can go out and they can do those things and be, like, really, like, energetic and out there and outgoing and social, but they really need the time to recharge. And yeah. I'd always thought that I was an extrovert because I'm quite a big personality, if I may say so myself. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think that I am quite a big personality. Um, but... After listening to that podcast, I realised that actually I'm very much an introvert because I will sometimes have to take days where I'm just like, I'm not going out anywhere. I'm just going to stay in and just enjoy my own company for a day or two Mm -hmm. just because I need that recharge. And I think it's knowing where that lies for you and and whether you need that recharge. And 
don't feel pressured by other people uh, to not recharge because and, and it's just listening to your mind and when you know that you're not being as productive that's kind of when you should be like right it's recharge time and and go at your pace don't go at the pace that i mean if you're working for yourself as many of our listeners are they have the privilege of being able to work at their pace within reason or want to be or they or might, want to be yeah. yeah um and so if you have that that privilege to do it then please do it because your work will be better, you'll enjoy your work more, and you'll be more productive. Mm-hmm. Good point. Wow, I kind of t- rabbited on for a little bit there, didn't I? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I think, you know, it's, it's just kind of acknowledging where you sit on the scale. Um, I think as well, just with the whole work ethic concept as well, it's like, ultimately, we're not human beings to just be working our asses mm. off the whole time. Like, I think... That's something that I, I was even saying to you recently where I haven't had much work on and suddenly you feel kind of like, okay, I need I need to be doing something. Mm-hmm. You kind of make jobs for yourself. And I yeah. think in our culture, it's just so ingrained, this idea that you constantly have to be doing stuff and you want to feel productive, feel like you've done something by the end of the day. And I think it's just quite warped in a way. And sometimes it's not about figuring out how to hack yourself or to mm-hmm. find just how to become more productive. It's actually just being actually comfortable, comfortable sometimes with just being chilled and not having to do anything and actually if you're old me trying to start a business so that you can you can live off it then all your goals are is actually to have those bills paid and make sure you've got enough money and you're saving a bit of money it doesn't have to go further than that sometimes right but then it's also at the same time knowing where your goals are because let's face it if you if you do want to achieve more than the average person you are going to have to put in more than the average amount of work definitely um i was actually at an event at the University of Northampton, funnily enough, who sponsored the show? Um, <laughs> Cheeky plug. I was at an event talking to um, a member of staff there, and they'd uh, interviewed um, a lady, I don't know her name, but she would she was in her 40s, I think. She'd had, like, four kids. She's been, like, high up in about four or five different tech companies. And, like, the, her, her CV, just what they were reeling off to me, sounded super impressive. Um, but then... There was the caveat, which was, but she is one of these people that claims to be able to get by on four hours of sleep a night. Okay. And then suddenly you go, oh, well, that's why she's achieved so much, because she doesn't sleep. But then you have to think, well, what are those costs? And I think it's one of those things is how much do you want what your goals versus, you know, what are you willing to sacrifice? And, and it's finding that balance, not sacrificing too much, but also not taking out too much chill time just because you feel like you need to recharge. Because... If you don't push beyond the boundaries, you're not going to get kind of where you want to be to a point as well. Yeah, I think that's kind of really, ultimately what we're saying here is know your values, know what you want, and then work the work ethic around it that you Mm -hmm. you know the structure, you know how you're going to have to act in order to get those things you want. But yeah, it only goes back to just knowing what you value and the kind of life that you want to live and make sure that you put the systems and whatever else in place to make sure that happens. Yeah. And the thing is, as well, is is your work ethic ultimately is going to shine through. Mm-hmm. I think if you have a good, solid work ethic, you're going to get better at what you're doing. You're going to get better at your craft, which I think is ultimately really important as well, is mm-hmm. really just taking that pride in what you do and why you do it better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. But to be able to do it better than anyone else, again, you're going to have to put in that extra work. But it's, it's, that, it's kind of that 80-20 rule as well. It's like okay, it's fine doing all this hustle, but are you hustling in the right sort of shit? Because if you're hustling in, like, making your logo look fancy, 
Yeah, and yeah. you spent days hustling to get a well, great the, logo. The procrastination like, hustle. Right, exactly. <laughs> and it's so easy to fall into. I mean, and you really do have to keep checking with yourself. I mean, we do it all the time going, yeah, but is that worth us putting in the time to do that? Is that going to make things any better? Or are we just wasting time on something that's not important? And that's where it's good, I'd say, going mentioning the kind of like the team um, teamwork of it. I think that's why it's quite important to actually have people around you because I know all the time I'm the person that puts out these ideas and Wayne will be straight away on me saying, look, that does not get us to what our actual end mm-hmm. goal is. And I think that's another important thing is if you want to have a good work ethic, you often need people around you oh, who know time. who know your goal and because you've actually helped explain it to them. And so they're going to actually know whether or not your actions are leading to where you want to go. Because I think it is, like you say, it's really easy to get pulled off course mm-hmm. doing things that feel productive, but actually are not going to be good for you. Shush, Siri. <laughs> Being interrupted by Siri. You, you, you apparently set Siri off for a second there. I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, I think that's kind of everything that we wanted to touch on, really. I think we've touched on most of it. I think the important thing is is just be, a, be really self-aware. I think that's the, the ultimate thing that we're saying here with work ethic. Be super self-aware and be, be aware of when you aren't pulling your weight because it is easy if you go it's it's this constant tug of war of being like am i doing too much am i doing too little and you're never going to get your work life balance completely right. right um but if you get your work ethic right then the rest i think should come i think if you're good at what you do and you put in the work to be better at it the work life balance can come because if you're better at working you're working smarter rather than harder i think it's much easier to get that balance right I rambled a little bit there, I'm aware, but... I think <laughs> no, 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 I think that's no, true. It's that professionalism, it's taking what you do seriously, it's making constant progression, but it's also making sure that you have a life too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I think that was a pretty good episode. I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, if you're on YouTube and you liked the episode, you enjoyed what we're doing, please give us a thumbs up. Yeah. And also hit that subscribe button, because yes. this is a new channel for us. Should it be... There. <laughs> or, or should it be here? Or what about here? No, I think it is actually here. Here? Oh, oh you mean the little tr- the watermark? <laughs> yes. I think it's this side. It's this side. It's bottom left. Who knows? Who knows? You decide. <laughs> You'll see. There's going to be buttons everywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, so please hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on the podcast and you're not subscribed, also subscribe. But also, if you're on the podcast, please, please head on over to iTunes, give us a review. We've actually put out a page now to show you how to do it because mm-hmm. it can be a bit convoluted for people. So uh, if you head on over to powerfulnonsense.com forward slash review. I believe so. Then I think that should take you to the right page. <laughs> <laughs> um, and let us know in the comments on YouTube what you thought of the episode, any thoughts on work ethic. Let us know. We'd love to have a chat. Wicked. So thanks very much for tuning in and we shall catch you. See you later.